listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 15th of June 2021. Later, dwelling values are increasing, but we're borrowing more flip side, our properties are worth more. What's the problem? But first to the Australian share market, which reached yet another record high. The S&P ASX 200 up 0.9%, 7,379. A number of blue chip stocks like the Commonwealth Bank surged to record levels to CBA up 2.1%. For more on the day's action, I spoke earlier with Robert Telefsky from Activist Investment Advisors. Robert, the Australian share market hit another record high today. Why? So the Australian share market is, is up today. The blue chips, the, the big miners and the banks drove the ASX 200 higher. It also took some momentum from US uh, markets overnight. The US equity markets finished up. Uh, the S&P 500 was up 0.2% at a new all-time high and is up 30% uh, for this calendar year. The tech-focused Nasdaq continued on its catch-up rally. It was up 0.7% last night, up 9% uh, calendar year to date. And it's also not far off its highs as well. The 10-year US Treasury um, is essentially anchored at around uh, 1.49%. Sounds like investors are supporting the Fed's call on the recent inflationary spike in the US possibly being transitory. Uh, In terms of inflation, uh, we heard from the RBA today, but before we talk about that, just on the share market, uh, a number of big names hit uh, record highs too. The Commonwealth Bank, West Farmers, James Hardy, Premier Investments. Is there still value in these big name stocks? When you look at uh, valuations, um, you know, valuations currently are elevated in general terms. Uh, Valuations are above uh, long-term averages. The PE of the ASX 200 is around 18 times versus the long-term average of 14. Uh, But, you know, elevated valuations don't seem to be a problem in up markets. They more seem to be a problem in down markets. And, look, we still think that there, you know, there seems to be some upside in the blue chips going going forward, supported by this sort of reopening trade. Uh, The RBA reiterated that conditions for a rate rise won't be ripe until 2024 at the earliest in its board meeting minutes released today. When does the market think that first rate rise will come, though? And those that commentary today, how did it flow through to the share market? So it sounds like the RBA are sticking to the line of not raising interest rates until late 2023, uh, when the expectation is for inflation to remain consistent within that 2 to 3% target range, and for unemployment to drop to around about 4.3%. So, but in an absolute sense, I mean, obviously, markets uh, interest rates are increasing to half a percent potentially. Then would still make them, uh, in an absolute sense, uh, relatively low. But however, in terms of, I guess, um, what the market saw, this is, is is more confidence in the sense that you know rates will stay longer, uh, lower for longer. What are the markets keeping an eye out for for the rest of the week? Tonight in the US, uh, investors will be focused on uh, the Fed meeting and how it responds to the recent uh, spike in US inflation. Investors will be looking for comments around the tapering um, and its sort of $120 billion monthly bond buying program and about sort of the timetable for, uh, you know, scaling it back. US retail sales uh, will also be out for May and is expected to fall um, to some extent, but will remain solid. And how do you invest in this current environment? What are the opportunities and which areas do you like? 
We still think that there's um, you know plenty of upside on the equity market side, um, albeit sort of you know reasonable returns, but not what we've seen in the last 15 months. Um, um, we we, exp- uh, we expect some upside around the cyclicals uh, going forward as well. I mean, obviously markets are, are vulnerable to a pullback given they have surged in the last 15 months. We like small caps. Um, we feel that they will be supported by the current um, economic environment here in Australia and low interest rates. Uh, we like emerging markets. Again, on a valuation side, um, they are sort of, I guess, cheaper relative to developed markets and infrastructure as well, uh, due to the fact that obviously you know, investors are still looking for assets that are high yielding. Um, they also have lagged, uh, you know, most other asset classes in the last uh, 12 months and uh, strong government spending in the infrastructure asset class should also support asset prices. Robert Talevsky there from Activists Investment Advisors. Now, quickly, uh, a look at the property market, because last week the banking regulator, APRA, said that there, there's about one9 trillion dollars worth of home loans out there and while that's uh, a lot of money the australian bureau of statistics today said that the value of all the properties out there that's 10.6 million of them homes houses apartments they're worth 8.3 trillion dollars so the value of the homes out there are worth 8.3 trillion dollars according to the abs the value of the loans out there outstanding loans 1.9 trillion according to APRA, the banking regulator. The average price for a home now, according to the ABS, is $770,000. And while property prices have increased by around 5.4% in the March quarter, that's according to the ABS Residential Property Price Index released out today, it said around the country, the numbers differ, but not much. We saw the biggest price increases in the March quarter for Sydney, and for Hobart, up by 6.1%. So while that's good news for property owners, it means that first-home buyers will need a bigger deposit to enter the market. That is SBS On The Money for this Tuesday. Remember, you can listen to this as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, the SBS Radio app, and Spotify. And for more, make sure you watch On The Money on SBS World News from 6 30. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.